Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord and Savior this evening, Jesus Christ our Lord. As we wait for the start of a new year, it's sometimes interesting, I'm sure you do it, to look back at what life was like, let's just say, eh, a hundred years ago. These things are always easy to do, right? You go online, you can find a lot of fun things. And so in 1922, we find the first issue of Reader's Digest is published. The first successful insulin treatment of diabetes came by Frederick Banting in Toronto. President Warren Harding introduced the radio in the White House and also the first speech on it. You might know this name, Albert Einstein. He wrote this kind of important book called The Meaning of Relativity. It was produced that year by Princeton University. The inventor of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell, died at 75 years old that year. Lincoln Memorial, dedicated by Chief Justice Taft with also President Abraham Lincoln's son, 79-year-old Robert Todd Lincoln present. And by the way, 1922 declared the official end of the last sultan to the Ottoman Empire that had been in existence over 600 years. You know what the Ottomans were? They were the Muslims. Kind of shocking to ask what things will be like when you think of all those things what it will be like in 100 years from now. Of course, time in history can be a tricky thing. It's not merely about progress or change. That's how we think typically of history, how far we've come. Our lives sense more than that. They sense the ticking of the clock. And under stress, we might blur out, and I awfully do do this, we often will say, I don't have enough time. The Old Testament has a view of time. It's kind of a way of Hebrew or the way of the Eastern mindset. But time is not another thing against us or something to control and squeeze out whatever time we have left. It's not how they viewed it. Instead, time, in the Old Testament way, the Jewish way, is about the relationship, events, and qualities of the minutes that come from God and given by God to us. In other words, it was to treasure the fact how God's love, for instance, I don't know, a thing in time like existence, to treasure God made it, not to try to figure out in billions of years or whatever time we want to put on it how creation has been, how long it's been around. It doesn't matter. It's about the relationship of who's given it to us to be in it for a time. And likewise, it was to recognize the value of life even in the womb. So rather than trying to define what exactly that means, a, a person is a person for a time. Since Scripture remains forever, God caring for Israel wants a volume about it with time. The primary verses for tonight are to consider these words. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. In the midst of the times, the timeless truth is a refuge for us 
in God. The refuge for Israel was in turning away from self to the Lord in their time. Times had changed, too, when Isaiah wrote what he came to bring to Israel. The good days of Solomon and David were gone, and Isaiah was not in those times. God's people were once again acting out in rebellion against his word. They thought the trouble was outside of Israel, the changing times out there somewhere, when in truth it was actually within it. In order to keep the illusion of this falsity and perversion alive, they set up an ultimatum against the prophets, against the word being given and preached. And this was the ultimatum. You heard it tonight. Let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. They shut their ears to the word of truth. What they treasured was a life cut off from God. It was now time to repent of such selfish ways. So whether it's a day or a lifetime, turning away from God happens. So we had examination tonight like we always do as Lutherans and to confess our sins. But tonight, you should be thinking when you have that time and a silence that pastor gives is to consider not just this week, but the whole year, right? Our way of darkness that we've been swept into the past year and also the ways of our doubts for what comes this year because we are in the dark about what this all means, this time we've been given. The baptized are saints, but as you know, we still have a nature that wants its way. This is why the word is more than a witness to a sinful world. That's kind of the reason why the church comes together tonight. Uh, it's kind of like Thanksgiving. That's a national thing. New Year's Eve really wasn't a Christian thing. It's a thing, though, that's good to witness to the world that over the times the word still is being proclaimed at the edge of this year versus next year. That witness, though, of course, has become the word made flesh, Jesus. His desire is to turn hearts back to the good news. And you know the common saying that Jesus said in his time, and it still applies. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In order to keep the illusion as if we have not fallen short of God's law this past year, as a nation or an individual, in order to have a carefree new year where self will be the ultimate truth, it is to shut our ears and treasure the times as if they belong to us, as we order our days and our deeds and our peace. Instead, here again, the call to repent and believe the gospel. The refuge of Israel, as our refuge, is to rest from, was to rest from their works to the Lord's word. Isaiah came preaching when God's people were deluded in sinful ways, and yet they still had unsettling fear. This is the irony. You reject God and his word, his own people, and they still were unsettled about life. Go figure. It was all staring them in the face. The Assyrian Empire was realistic threat against Israel to the north, and so the timely fix was to join forces with Egypt in the south. That nation of slavery God delivered his people from years ago was all of a sudden befriended as an ally. It would come at the cost in this kind of a relationship of oppression again and also specifically a consuming 
into their false idols, their false gods. The better solution was to refrain, as Isaiah is telling them the word, to refrain from such maneuverings over man and to rest in the Lord. Israel was never its own savior. It was always a work of God as a gift of grace. And so resting is always hard. We are very hard at doing this as Americans because, I mean, we do this in sports, right? We're always wanting to do something in the last second. That's how we think in our way. It's not good either. We all, many do not get enough sleep for their bodies, and they're going to expend even more tonight just to stay up late. What does this say about our souls in terms of rest? Jesus explained it's different from just that sleep that we need, you know, seven, eight hours kind of thing. He tells us, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. And it sounds like work, right, as the priority. But this work is actually centering on waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast. It's kind of attending to something as we know the Lord's brightness comes. Will new studies, new technology, a new political aim in 2023 save the day? Did they achieve this goal for us in 2022? They helped. All those things are good. But if we rest in the things of man, they become false gods and a new kind of slavery. Christ alone saved us by his one-time sacrifice on the cross. He is the master now by the word and the sacrament, coming to let his servants rest in him. And so the refuge for Israel was quietness that kept calm against their enemies. And it's not very easy to have calmness today. God offered a right relationship with him always kept safe for Israel by forgiveness. And you know all the way of forgiveness they had to celebrate their feast and festivals and all the sacrificing at the temple. What seemed sturdy, though, in Israel was a sham of propped-up injustice behind the scenes. Their might was actually weakness as sinners about to collapse on themselves. Right before their eyes, it was going to shatter like a piece of pottery. And so we know what that can feel like today. You're in a restaurant and a waiter drops a glass and just naturally has to look and see what just happened. Who would be quiet over such tragedy coming on Israel? Who would not despair at such a sight? Only God provided relief that lasted longer for a moment in time. And silence was not a weakness then, but a sign of strength looking to God to keep his promises. If we felt heartache or disappointment in 2022 in some capacity, what will give us peace in this new year? Not all the screaming and cheering of happy new years and balls dropping. Traverse City has a cherry thing that drops down and all. But whatever it may be, removes the busy cares and eagerness we need from our lives to finally bring in something 2023 20, must give to us by God's grace. God already gives us the peace we need. It was silently born on Christmas. 
to greet us with great joy. That's for all people. So in other words, don't you dare give up, you Lutherans. Don't you give up that Christmas is 12 days. It's called Christmas tide, not just Christmas day. And a tide means like a wave. It keeps going on with us all the way up to January 6th. And that's a good thing as we go through the time right now of a new year. Keep calm because you still have Christ in fullness for you. His peace comes to bury our world of cares, losses, and eagerness. He cries out. This is what Jesus says on New Year's Eve. I have borne every year, month, week, day, and minute for you. Peace is to stay fixed on Jesus for God's promise for us at all times and in every way is in him. And so the refuge for Israel was trust in God, looking to nothing else for comfort. Whether it was in other nations like Egypt, fleeing on war horses, that'd be like a sports car today, I suppose, okay, or playing the numbers game. Israel would find defeat on all sides. That is what tonight's Old Testament tells us. Rebellious children were to once again fear, love, trust in God above all things. Time was not on their side, but the Lord was long-suffering with his people. The remnant that trusted in him would see better days according to God's timing. The Lord does not age like we do. So the fact is, he would remember as we said tonight, his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. And we know how, because finally you find him in a manger, born for all people. Since Christ is the fulfillment to God's promises, the baptized have a new way to look at the times, a new year. We face sin, death, and the devil at the present, but the future is grander than any could ever plan. And so St. Paul saw nothing less of this, of this life proclaiming, which is always a great thing to hear him, him those words from Romans, knowing all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. Rather than being distracted by the moment, Christ steps into our time and space with, with his sacrament, his steadfast love and faithfulness tell us he's coming again. We'll raise the dead and bring new life for all who trust in him. And so in the midst of the times, the timeless truth, truth is refuge for us in God. That's it. That's tonight's sermon. You walk away and say, I don't remember anything. Remember that. There's a refuge of God at all times. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Thankfully, Christ is the fullness of God's love who saved what life will be like in a hundred years is not going to matter to me. But nothing will compare to those who hope in the grace given to us in Jesus Christ today, for this new year, and most importantly, what God has given us for eternity that no year can take away or give. That's a trust in, given to you from our Father and His Son. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.